the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Peter, a disciple of Christ, preaches to the crowd in Acts 2, 17. And this is what he told them. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Now, that's exciting. That's powerful. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will. Oh, dream dreams. Note when the spirit has been poured out, Peter says three things will take place. Prophecy, visions, and dreams. So when the spirit of the Lord is poured out upon someone, they are in possession of something. What is it that causes these things to happen? Let's see if we can find the answer in the Bible. And we know when the spirit of the Lord is poured out, power is endued. So he tells us just a few things that are happening. Now, there he's speaking about in the last days that your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Let's see if we can find the answer in the Bible. When the Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon someone, what are they in possession of? Acts 3 6 A beggar is requesting money. Peter doesn't have money. However, He knows he is in possession of something. Watch what he says. Peter spoke to the lame beggar. Now, this man's been lame since from birth, from the time of his birth until he meets Peter at the gate, beautiful. This has been his life. He has no way of making a living. He has no great career. He's begging for money. And this is what Peter says. Silver and gold have I not, but such as I have. Give I unto thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wait a minute. Peter said, such as I have. What did Peter have? What do you have, Peter? You said silver and gold have I not. Then what do you have, Peter? Oh, I believe Peter, if he could answer us today, would say, I've got the power of the Holy Ghost. Peter had the former rain poured out upon him, the fire of the Holy Ghost. Remember what Jesus had promised when he was going to his father? Acts 1, 4. And being assembled together with them, 
commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Acts 1, 4. Jesus had said that he was going to his Father, but he had promised to send the Holy Spirit to dwell within them to comfort them after he was gone. He knew that this would give them power, that they would then preach with boldness, and then they could do the greater things than he did. They would do the things he did and even greater things. I will pray the Father. He shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses Unto me, unto the uttermost parts of the earth, Acts 1.8. I'm telling you that the world cannot comprehend this power. It's miracle working power. It lies within you, within every believer. But it can lie there dormant if you don't even know that you have it. If you don't know that the power of the Holy Ghost is within you, it can just lie there dormant. The Israelites carry the Ark of the Covenant around on their backs to have the presence of God with them. They believed when the Ark of the Covenant was with them that they carried the presence of God with them. They didn't even want to go into battle. Once they realized that if they had the Ark of the Covenant with them, if they had the presence of God with them, that they would be successful. But one thing the Israelites didn't understand, and they had to suffer a great defeat to come to an understanding That even if the presence of God was with them, that if they had sin among them, that they still would not win. But today, you are the Ark of the Covenant. The presence of God is within you. We don't carry the Ark of the Covenant around on our backs. Every time you walk in a room, every time you enter the place, the Ark of the Covenant just stepped in. Power came into the house. What the Israelites carried on their backs is now within you. Peter understood the power of God. He understood that when he was in the upper room, that he was touched by heaven, that God had endued him with power, authority, that he could take dominion over sickness and disease and cast out devils, that he could confront the powers of darkness and take possession over their territory. Peter had seen Jesus confront the same conditions and speak over the circumstance and deliverance took place. He had been endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. He had the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and he used it. Peter didn't count on anything that he could do of himself. The next day, Peter and the disciples faced interrogation. How was this man healed? The rulers, the elders, the scribes, the priests came to inquire. They questioned him. By what means was this man made whole? Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, this man stands here before you whole. I want to share something with you. I call this a prayer with a warning. I was answering the phone lines for a ministry and a call came for prayer. I answer these calls, you know, weekly and I'm constantly taking prayer calls. 
this call was different. I've been answering prayer requests since 1996, but I'll tell you, this was a prayer with a warning. So it kind of went like this. I answered the call and I said, how may I pray with you? And the voice on the other end of the phone said, my husband is homeless. He has a wound and it's terribly infected. She said, I want you to pray that he will allow himself to be picked up by an ambulance and go to the hospital and get this taken care of. She said, I went to him today and I saw this terrible infection and I wanted to call an ambulance, but he refused. He said that he would not get into the ambulance. He's not going to the hospital. He isn't going to be treated for this. It's a terrible wound. She said, she was explaining this to me, and I'm listening, you know, intently to every word that she's saying, and I'm making notes what she wants prayer about. And she said, it's horrible the way my husband's behaving. He is homeless, and he will not come out of the streets. She said, he's limping. This terrible infection is in his body. She said, I need you to pray about this. And I said, okay. I said, okay, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. She said, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. She said, I just called another ministry for prayer. And the way that lady prayed on the phone, she didn't know what she was talking about and she didn't know what she was praying about. And I hung up on her. I said, oh, wow. Okay. She said, I was so irritated. I told her what I wanted prayer for. And she prayed completely opposite of what I had asked her to pray. She just went off on her own. So while she was praying, I just hung up the phone. I said, okay. Okay. I said, absolutely. I understand that. I said, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And yes, I'll be careful what I pray. So I said, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, now surely I thought that must be safe. And I began to pray for his healing. And as I began to pray for his healing and then pray for deliverance, and I asked God to restore him to his right mind. And as I'm praying, the Holy Spirit began to take over and the Spirit of the Lord began to intercede in the prayer. And as the Spirit of the Lord began to intercede, the name King Nebuchadnezzar came out of my mouth. Remember Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon? God had allowed Nebuchadnezzar to conquer many kingdoms during his reign. He's considered the greatest king of Babylon's empire. He had powerful influence and wealth. He became so prideful. The Lord stripped him of his kingdom and he lived with the animals in the field. He ate grass and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven. His hair grew like the feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. And then one day, King Nebuchadnezzar, who had been cast out of his kingdom, living in the field with the animals for seven years, And at the end of that time, the Bible says that he lifted up his eyes towards heaven and his sanity was returned and he was restored to his kingdom. Why in the midst of this prayer did the name Nebuchadnezzar come out of my mouth? I continued to pray as the Holy Spirit was interceding for this woman, for her husband, asking God to bless him and to restore him. As he had restored Nebuchadnezzar's mind, asking God to restore her husband's mind and for God to cause him to look up towards heaven so that he could be restored to his wife and to his son and back into his home. And I continued in prayer until the end of the prayer. The lady on the other end of the phone line at the end of the prayer, she said, oh, my goodness. She said, do you know a lady by the name of Catherine Kuhlman? I said, yes, yes, I know that name. 
She said, you have the same anointing on your life that that woman had. I said, really? I said, well, that's amazing. That's amazing. She said, while you were praying, she said, only the Lord could have given you that prayer. And I could just hear her. Just, she's just weeping and crying. And she's trying to speak to me through tears. She said, my husband and I were working together in ministry. She said, our ministry was so powerful. She said, we built a great ministry together. And we were blessing people. We were being blessed mightily. And people were being blessed through our ministry. She said, and then my husband decided that he no longer wanted to be in ministry with me. He decided that he would leave me and our one son who has special needs. He would leave us and go off into ministry all on his own. She said, and after my husband made this decision, she said, shortly thereafter, my husband's mind left him. And my husband has never been the same. He lives in the street as the homeless. And I'm saying, oh, my goodness. She said, and when you prayed about Nebuchadnezzar, she said, my husband rose up in pride. She said, don't you remember? That's what happened with Nebuchadnezzar. He believed that he had did everything on his own. And he was prideful about Babylon. He was prideful that he had been king for so many years and all the kingdoms that he overtook and that he conquered. He became prideful and he believed that he had did this all on his own. He said, and that's what's happened to my husband. I have never thought about that. And the way that you just prayed, that's exactly what needed to be prayed. She said, it was God that you picked up that phone line today. It's God that placed you there to pray for my husband. I'm telling you, That when we yield to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit makes intercession through us. He knows the person's situation. He prays beyond us. That's when we are praying beyond our natural means. He's praying something that we know not of. Remember what Peter said. He said, silver and gold have I not. But such as I have, I give unto you. When the Holy Spirit makes intercession, when we yield to the Spirit of God, not only in prayer, but in our lives, then the power of the Holy Ghost moves through us. And the Holy Spirit, when in prayer, the Holy Spirit does the praying and not the person who is doing the praying. Praise God. You see, the Bible says that a haunty spirit You see, pride goes before destruction and a haunty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16 and 18. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that must pray through us in prayer. She left the phone line weeping and crying, and she knew that her prayer had been answered. She knew that there was no way that I knew the background story of what had taken place, that only the Holy Spirit knew her situation and that he himself had prayed the prayer. We must yield to the Holy Spirit. Whatever the Lord tells us to do, that's what we must do on a daily basis. Forgiveness, repentance, confession, going before the Lord, worshiping, yielding to the Spirit of God. When we yield to the Spirit of God in prayer, we will yield to the Spirit of God in everyday life. When the Word of the Lord says, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, that they will become children of God. We have to yield to the spirit. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice 
that today, Father, that each and every one of us would yield to the Holy Spirit, that we would submit to the will of God, for obedience is better than sacrifice. Oh, Father, today I ask that you bless everyone who hears this message, Father, that we will begin to yield, to give you the right away, to give you your rightful place in our lives, to set you first as a priority in our lives from the time we open our eyes in the morning, determining that our day will be yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit, that we will walk and live in peace and in joy, that when someone comes at us with anger and resentment and bitterness, that we will yield to the Spirit of God, that we will allow you to fight our battles, that we will stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, that we will not render hate to hate, that we will not render bitterness to bitterness, that we are able to call our enemies our friends. Oh, Father, bless us, each and every one of us, that we will yield to the Spirit of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God wants a relationship with his children. He is more desperate than ever before to have a powerful relationship with each and every one of us. When we yield to the Spirit of God, miraculous things happen. When we determine, I'm not going to go my own way, and I'm not going to do my own thing. I am going to live according to the Word of God. Second Chronicles says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect, towards him. He said he wants to show you how strong he really is. His eyes are watching. He's searching the earth for the one whose heart is turned towards him. I want to tell you how one time I had to repent. And I've told this story many times before. I was working so many hours doing an incredible job. I mean, I'm almost a perfectionist, not quite, but almost, but I still had my prayer life, but it was minimal. People were still getting powerful results through prayer, yet I began to struggle. I became a nervous wreck, and I cried out to God. He said, go home earlier. Stop working so many hours. You see, God was no longer my priority. The world had crept in. When I committed to do so, then something changed. I got back my peace from within. Instead of living at my wit's end, I got my peace back. I had to make God my priority again. And when I began to make him my priority, he spoke to me. He said, I need you. I don't have many like you. There aren't many like you. I need you. He said, I need you. I heard him loud and clear. Those were powerful words to me. And that's what he's saying to you today. He's saying, I need you through this message. He's speaking to you. He's saying, I need you. There aren't even many people who will listen to a message like this. A lot of people aren't even interested in prayer. You see, most people don't even understand that God needs something. They think that he has everything that he needs. But he says his eyes are moving to and fro, searching for those who will be faithful, those who will call upon him to pray and they'll intercede. They'll stand in the gap for the burdens of the world. He wants to change your life. He wants to meet 
your needs. He wants to do miracles, signs, and wonders through you. He wants to show himself strong so that you will win in life's battles. Oh, my goodness. He's calling you today. He said, behold. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Isaiah 43, 19. Ah, God wants to show you a new thing. He wants you to pray powerful prayers that cause heaven to respond when you pray. When Peter prayed for the lame man, I'm telling you that there was a shift in heaven. Prayers that demonstrate the mighty works of God are not of ourselves, but they are the power of the Holy Ghost. We all must yield to his spirit, increasing our prayer time, reading our Bible, staying in the world and crying out to God. Lord, I yield to your spirit. Can you say that with me today? Lord, I yield to your spirit. Lord, I am submitting to your will. Father, today I want to be a new creature. I am yielding to your spirit. Father, I give you the right of way in my life. Take control of my life. Father, today I am yielding. I yield to your spirit. Each of us has a divine assignment. God has placed each of us on earth to accomplish something great for him. One day I was on my knees praying, crying out for those that were sick. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, teach my people to pray. That was my divine and is my divine assignment in this life. That's what I am here to do, to teach God's people to pray. Jesus asked the question to Peter. What about you? He asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon Peter, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, once we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, God has built his church within us and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. We must yield to the spirit of God. That means that we are obedient to the word of God. Then we are obedient to the will of God. The more we crucify our flesh, not allowing it to get angry, not allowing curse words to come out of our mouth. We cannot allow ourselves to walk in bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness. You see, when we do not allow those things, we are yielding to the spirit of God. The more we yield to his spirit, the more powerful his power flows through the vessel. When you pray, you will begin the prayer And he will take over. He will intercede for the people whom you are praying for. He will intercede for the nations for whom you are praying for. Strongholds will be pulled down. Demonic forces will be knocked loose. I'm telling you that as we yield to the spirit of God, he makes the intercession in prayer. He will call to your remembrance things that you haven't. I haven't heard the name King Nebuchadnezzar in quite a while. 
It's been quite a while since I focused on that particular passage in the Bible, how he rose up in pride. But in that prayer, that particular day, that's what needed to be prayed. As we yield to the Spirit of God, he makes intercession for us. Can you imagine that moment when Peter hears the Father reveal Jesus' true identity? When Peter spoke and said, you are the Messiah, I tell you, the other disciples must have stood still. I believe nobody could move. The atmosphere had been supercharged with power and wonderment. They stood in the presence of the Messiah, the King of Israel, that they had waited for over 600 years to appear. When we yield to the Spirit of God, He speaks through us. Jesus said that the Father had given Him those words. Yield, child of God, to His Spirit, and He'll intercede through you. I'm Valerie Sneed, Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.